Aloha beautiful people. I'm your host Sarah Fletcher and you're listening to The Mermaid Medium. Come journey with me as we dive deep weekly into topics of spirituality and self-development with a stellar cast of guest speakers who are highly acclaimed in their fields of expertise. You're listening to The Mermaid Medium. I take this time to pay our respect to elders past, present and the ones that are yet to come on all of the lands upon which we stand, work and play. We pay our respect to the ones who have cared for this land and held all of the wisdom and knowledge that is sacred to all of the people of this land, the First Nations people. Aloha beautiful people and welcome to episode 9 of The Mermaid Medium. You're with your host Sarah Fletcher. So there's a few things I wanted to speak to today. I'm going to start with this incredible energy that we are in, this Lion's Gate portal energy that we're dancing through. And it's not just on the 8th of the 8th, it's sort of it's before, leading up and after and we're, we're in a time and there's an alignment happening cosmically. So it doesn't just last for a day. We're in this beautiful energy. So for those of you that don't yet know, this is an incredible energetic time for manifestation and seeding intentions for the next year to 18 months. And I've been practicing this in a few different forms and it's really shifting a lot. Has anybody else had the aches and the pains in the last week? I'm not talking the flu type, although it might feel a bit like that, but nothing else, just really achy sort of body. I've heard a few people talk about it. Interesting. Yeah, so I've been doing this purge, this detox, like a spring clean. And as I've been getting rid of things that no longer vibrate or resonate to to my energy, I it made me think about you know, in order to call in the new, a cleansing or a purging is quite needed. It's quite necessary. So we let go of something to create more space to bring in what is truly relevant and magnetic to our energy here and now. So I wanted to leave that thought with you all because you might be inspired to start to declutter or clear out or you know it might be physical things it might be thought forms hopefully it's both (laughs) then we're then we're doing some good work (laughs) the other thing that I wanted to speak into is how important it is to really be discerning with the information there's so much information out there um, including what I say including what your friends and family say there's so much information and it's so important to really tune into your inner knowing your inner trusting your logic because not everything applies for every person it's not a one-size-fits-all it's life and our lives individually are unique to us so this is why I'm such a believer in how important it is to be working with your own channel and strengthening that connection directly to source so that you don't need to 
be necessarily always outsourcing. Now, there's a very big difference between seeking help from a professional person that can help you in something that you've got absolutely no idea about or you really do need extra support. I am such an advocate for that and I do it in my own life. But I'm talking about really um, tuning in and checking in with yourself first and yeah, opening up that connection, that direct channel so that when something lands in your field, if it doesn't feel particularly true for you, that you don't feel that you have to gobble that up and digest that in your system because it's not for everyone. Everyone's stuff is not for everyone. So yeah, I wanted to bring that one to the table today as food for thought. What was the other thing I was thinking about? Oh yes, how our beautiful country and planet at the moment is really um, hurrying on the next season. Who else has noticed it? I've seen beautiful, I'm in Australia, in the Southern Hemisphere, I've seen beautiful wattle plants that are springing much earlier than spring. Um, now, this is untimely and quite a bit earlier than I've ever seen it before and I feel quite connected to the cycles and rhythms of nature. Um, I'd love to hear from you. If you've got any information or reflections around this yourself, please do feel free to share. You can connect with me on Insta, Gypsy Living Love. And yeah, my DMs are open for conversation. Uh, I might not always get back to you immediately, but I will get back at some point in time. Yeah, so I just feel that with this speeding up of our seasonal calendar as it is, you know, the planet is heating up, we know that. There's just been these um, recent wildfires in Maui and yeah, oh, God bless all the people over there. I hope that it's not going to go on for too much longer and that they are going to be okay. So let's all collectively send some prayers that way as well or some thoughts or intentions of goodness and healing. Are you seeking spiritual and well-being guidance? Join us for a special night of Spirit Being Connections on Saturday, August 19th. Hosted by Australian Spiritual and Wellbeing Events from 7 to 10 p.m., witness the magic of seven highly gifted psychics, mediums and mystics who will connect you with the spirit world. Tickets are just 45 at the door and include free entry into the Mind Body Soul Festival the following day at Beresville Bowling Club on Sunday 20th of August from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tickets for the festival are just $10 and you go into the draw for the mega lucky door prize. The festival features a reading room for psychic readings and over 16 exhibitors showcasing all things metaphysical from crystals to clothes, cards to clairvoyance, healing hands to holistic health and a day full of motivational speakers, platform demonstrations and sound healing experiences all for free. Don't miss this opportunity to connect with the divine and explore the worlds of spirituality and well-being. Go to Australian Spiritual Events on Facebook to get your tickets. So for today's collective three-card read, 
the first card and I'm using Radley Valentine's deck, the Guardian Angel Messages deck, Tarot. The first card is Strength. Now this is the beautiful lion. So how divine is this? Lion's Gate energy. And on the side is the Lemnus Gate, which is the figure eight. Courage, compassion, perseverance. This is really a time to look within and look deep. Reflect on where you've been and how far you've come on your own journey of life. From birth to now. I feel that sometimes we go through life at a at a rapid pace, you know, it's it's busy, it happens, and sometimes we don't get much time to reflect on all of the things that we have accomplished, all of the moments that we have been through that have really been stand out, which is why biography work is so incredibly powerful. If you want to know more about that, send me a DM. I'd love to talk. So courage, compassion and perseverance. If you feel that you're just hanging on by a thread or you're just exhausted or, you know, you don't know if you can push or know that it's in you, that strength and courage has been met time and time and time again within you and your own biography of life. So you've got it. You will go forward and just allow yourself, if you need to slow down and stop, if you need to take time to reflect, allow yourself that time. There is no hurry. This is not a race. Each journey is unique. This is your journey. You call the shots. Use your strength to determine which way you go next. At what time? The next card is Queen of Air. Brilliant, experienced and humorous. She is such a firecracker, this Queen of Air. She's quite contained, but within her energy of containment is such a solid... It's like she's like a solid pillar of strength. But within that, she is this all-encompassing energy of life force, of radiance of honorability of nobility this card indicates that you are all of those things you embody and carry within your dna all of those memories of being able to tap into that queen of air energy brilliant experienced and humorous now she's also got this really beautiful um, sense of humor and this is what lives within you too this humour is very good to bring out when it comes naturally at times where energy might need to be shifted, lifted or dissipated. So let's just say you get into a heated confrontation with somebody. It could be a partner or a, a child or a sibling or a parent or work, a friendship, anything. And you, you actually meet this energy of heat with humor and not humor to laugh at somebody this is to dissipate the energy of heat that will be received very very well so this is this is an invitation to look at the ways in which you can 
uh, diffuse situations with, with lightening the mood. This is not what the card's about, essentially, but I'm just giving you one of the qualities of the Queen of Air in which you can apply this. And um, yeah, that's what's coming through. Seven of Earth, investment, assessment and patience. I love this card. It's just so grounded. <laughs> this is all about the hard yards that we do now that pay off in time. They pay their dividends. So knowing that all of the energy and efforts and labors that you put towards whatever it is, they are not forgotten or lost, although sometimes they are invisible to us. But they are just like a seed that you've planted. You don't get to see it grow and flourish and flower and fruit immediately. It takes time. Growth takes time. So this Seven of Earth card is very much about that. And, and also comes up at this right timing as we're looking at planting our intentions for the next year ahead and you know knowing that not all things are delivered immediately or instantly or within the you know two or three month time frame that we would like sometimes things come when we least expect them and most need them so there is an element of trusting in the unknown but knowing that you've planted a very strong intention or you've started something that you then get to see flower, fruit and flourish in the future. Daily practice is such an important part of our self-development and a really accessible tool is journaling, one of my own go-tos on a daily I absolutely love the Tides of Change Journal, which is a nautically themed journal designed by psychologist, yoga and dance teacher, Poppy E. Atru. Through the power of guided journaling, you'll learn to identify your core values, set goals aligned with your truest desires, and chart your course towards an authentic life that you love. Whether you're seeking personal or professional growth, this journal will help you stay on track and motivated to manifest your wildest dreams. To order your Tides of Change journal, go to wellnessarts.com.au forward slash shop. If you're after an incredible naturopath, shamanic energy healer, mindfulness and meditation guide and mentor, then look no further. I work with Sarah Sonara Diamond and the results have been absolutely unbelievable. Sarah's service and passion here on Mother Earth is assisting in alchemizing relationships of all types, first and foremost with yourself and by extension all others. After all, life is all about being in a relationship with everything around us. Her approach and philosophy is rewilding through the heart, which means gently coming back into our heart space and reconnecting to our magical space of love, kindness and compassion, forgiveness and softness, courage and bravery and authenticity. To keep coming back to a state of remembering who we are. Working with Sarah is a pathway to knowing yourself on a deeper level so that the choices that you make are coming from your heart rather than from program belief systems. It's all about reconnecting to our inner truth so that our joy, light and essence can shine through brighter than before. 
You can find Sarah Sanara Diamond at www.sanaralife and on Insta at sanara.wild.soul.divine-being. Check her out. So today, folks, we have Hermin from Healing Knowledge Harmony. Hermin is a psychic medium and animal communicator and I'm so, so happy to have her on the show today and get to share her with you all. So, Hermin, can you tell us all where this journey of connecting with your spiritual self um, started for you? Hi, Sarah. I'm very happy to be here with all of you today. And yes, definitely, I can take you through the journey. So, basically, from my earliest memory, I was always a medium and able to communicate with animals. And, you know, when you're a child, you're sharing without like, you know, boundaries or anything like that, where you're experiencing. Yeah. And I started to felt like people were not living the same thing as me, which is really weird for a kid. You think everyone lives the same thing as you, right? Yeah. And so I went really against it for a while, trying to be extremely scientific, did long studies and everything like that, not in that field. And it's during like a spiritual silent retreat that I couldn't ignore this um, anymore. It was too overwhelming for me and I had to jump the fence and see what it was. And then I started my studies in mediumship and animal communication. Oh, fascinating. So how old were you by this point, Hermin? I was already like in my mid-20s. Yeah. And where did you study? I studied a little bit everywhere, um, mostly in Europe, as I'm French. Yeah. Um, one of my main like place of study is the well-known Arthur Finlay College. Yes. And, um, for example, Lillian Steiner Eiten, who is New Zealander, was my mentor as an animal communicator, and she's quite well known in the field. Amazing. Yeah, and also a lot of mentor in France and Belgium, like Jean-Marie Schneider and RML6. For the people who's listening to us who wants to <laughs> check them out, they're amazing. <laughs> wow, what an incredible connection through yeah, what teachers you had. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. And I still see a lot of them still today because for me, you know, we never stop learning. That's right. It's such an ongoing lifetime journey, isn't it, this work? Exactly. And so where have you been with your animal communication? I mean, I'm so fascinated by this because I've always personally felt like I can communicate with horses. I used to ride horses. I still sort of do, but I haven't been for a while. But I always feel like I can just sense or hear them speaking to me. And, you know, some people might think that's really funny, but you and I know this is so real. It is so real, Sarah, and you're right. So, you know, the first connection that we have with animals, and it will sound really corny, but it is, it's love. If yeah. you love them, they reply to that. Yeah. And so that's the first um, arrow to my bow, I guess. Like, it's the love that I have for them. So as you actually, I started with horse riding. I actually train horses in the castle of Versailles at the time Wow! Um, train horses for uh, Deauville in the races which didn't I didn't like how the horses were really 
treated there so I didn't continued on that mm. and um, then obviously I'm a dog trainer and a behaviorist today as well but you know um, I really needed the scientific more training behavioral path and also the spiritual path for me it was important to have both yeah but you know the first connection with animals is I love them yeah. And the second connection that I have, and this is why I'm doing what I'm doing today, is that I feel that there's a lot of misunderstanding between humans and animals today, and that all our lives, human and animals, could be better with a better connection, with a be better understanding, with a better respect from both sides. So this is really why I'm here. What incredible work. Oh, the world needs it. Yeah. So have you what's your belief around familiars now i personally believe that familiars so animal companion familiars could be any type of animal um some people feel that they are particularly you know like a, a cat or a bird or a you know animals like that but what do you feel around familiars yes it is a very interesting subject subject so Familiars for me um, is a bit more spiritual, I guess, than just having like what we call a pet. Um, familiars for me are more chosen by the soul at the soul yeah. level. Yeah. So it's you and them who chose this connection. And it might be uh, that you chose this connection in an other lifetime because I do past lives as well, but it can be from this lifetime as well. So as an example as well, um, and I know I will take an example of a cat, but um, a lot of my clients come to see me because they have like a cat who's coming from nowhere who decided to live with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does happen a lot with cats because cats have the possibility to roam around, which yeah. is not the case with a lot of animals. However, familiars can be any kind of animals. They even can be wild animals that choose to stick around you. So as example, um, I have like a lot of rats and I know a lot of people are afraid of rats, but it, they are. You were mentioning rats. Yes, rats are probably, um, I had a lot of rats and I had a, I created a rat rescue when I was in France because a lot of rats were misunderstood. Um, rats are extremely clever animals and extremely clever in the emotion area and I had all types of animals including horses cats and and dogs and and other wild animals and and rats were probably um, up there with the most in tune animals I've ever known but you know familiars can be any kind of animals um, you know I we had the chance to live next to a forest and I remember this little squirrel just coming to visit us a lot and he just was sleeping in my bed and everything like that so wow. you, know, you can have animals like that the aim for me would be to really have a world where wild animals are not afraid of humans and the mm. same humans are not afraid of the wild animals because that happens a lot yeah. and so we can leave with respect because wild animals are actually craving to you know connect with us but we forgot our respect sometimes with them and we forget forget how to communicate with them so yeah this link is very very there and familiars are really i would say um really the gift that anyone can have if they're open to that 
Oh, this is fascinating. I'm feeling that you could run a course on something like this. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm passionate. (laughs) Yes, I can see, I can feel. It's actually the first time we've, we've dived into this topic of familiars, isn't it? We've had a few really great conversations at the different expos that we show up at together and um, we always connect and have these beautiful conversations but this is really interesting this whole avenue (laughs) so for you where do you see yourself going to next and where does this where does this passion and work branch out to for you Yes, sure. So um, just for um, the one who are listening to us, I just wanted to clarify that I have three really important pillars in what in my work. The first one is the humans. So what I do with the humans, which is really mediumship, psychic, and even mentoring through aura and channeling with the guides. Yeah. I have the astrology that is here to help humans and animals as well because I do astrological charts for animals as well. I love that. Um, And obviously my animal communication for alive pets and also pets who are past. So I have those three things. And for me is really to bring them together to really create a harmonious communicative world. So my next step really is to um, start again my YouTube channel. So be prepared to see videos on like, you know, how to start communicating with your pets, um, how to be, yeah, how to be more connected with yourself. It's really like a holistic spiritual experience and even journey that I want to invite my viewers to go through with me. And of course, I offer individual sessions and I will do a lot of uh, workshops as well, several workshops for people to really get emerged in it and just not trust me, but just trust their own feelings. You know, they, yeah. they will come and they will see, they will feel it. And this is what I want. I want to not convince people. I want to just show people and really make make them know that they can trust themselves and themselves will know the right things for them. I love that. I yeah. love that, Hermine. Because... The right for everyone is really like the connection to, to us, you know, to, to whatever you believe in. So with that, everything is possible. <laughs> oh, magic. So where can people currently find you? So they can find me on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, obviously my website. Yeah, and that's Healing Knowledge Harmony. Yes. And guys, also for the listeners, Hermine is one of my fabulous guest facilitators on my Spiritual Development Masterclass series that I've got starting on the 31st of August. And I'm just so excited to be in the container with you, Hermine. Yes, me too. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) There's so many incredible guest speakers and Hermine is one of them. So I can't wait for her session. And yeah, like I said before, we've had so many rich, deep conversations and I can't wait to hear all about what you're going to bring. And I know that the clients are going to be amazed by your work because, yeah, if you haven't ever um, checked out Hermine's work yet, please do. Please, please do. (laughs) Amazing. Thanks so much, Sarah. Thank you so much for coming on today. And, yeah, I'm sure we'll do a check-in sometime in the future, maybe after the masterclass, and um, maybe we can have a share about what unfolded. 
Yes, I would love that. And also, if you would like to come to the masterclass for the listeners, I'll probably will most focus on the animal communication part with how to develop your inner connection with yourself as well, because that's one of the most important things. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't wait to see you all there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye for now. Thank you, Sarah. Bye. You. Bye. Now, if you're looking for an incredible all-round medium, healer, and animal communicator, Hermine, founder of Healing Knowledge Harmony, is a medium, mentor, and animal communicator. Using direct channeling and clairsensors, her primary focus is supporting you on your spiritual journey, connecting with past lives and your guides to connect to your higher self. Hermine works with your beloved animal companions too. You can find her on Facebook, Insta, and on her website, healingknowledgeharmony.com. For today's book review, well, I'm not really going to necessarily review this book, but I'm going to play a bit of a game. So this one is called The Complete Guide to Signs of... Uh, good fortune and bad luck <laughs> a dictionary of omens and superstitions by philippa waring or waring apologies if i've pronounced this wrong so i really enjoyed um flicking through this book and i had a good laugh because so much of this comes from old 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 different cultural beliefs across the world and I've got my own different, you know, superstitions about things that have been sort of passed on and, and carried through. My nana always used to throw some salt over the back of her shoulder um, when she was in the kitchen and cooking. And so I still do that because that's something that I just grew up with. There's a lot of different things, the way that we sweep and, um, you know, different things like carrying a coin in your wallet at all times or in your handbag at all times there's so many superstitions and again if you have your own family superstitions and omens oh I'd love to hear about it I'm so fascinated so the game I'm going to play today I'm going to open up to eight different pages I'm going to do eight and I'm going to read out eight different omens or superstitions because I think it'll be fun ready okay and we've landed on rose. If while someone is holding a rose, the petals fall, leaving only the stem, it is believed to be an omen that the person will shortly die. It is also said to be unlucky to scatter rose leaves on the ground. If roses bloom in the autumn, then this is a sign that misfortune of some kind will strike in the following year. Like many of our modern superstitions, those associated with roses have come down to us from the Romans who believed that the rose could protect the dead from evil spirits and so decorated their tombs with the flower. Not all beliefs about the roses are grim, though it, for, it, for it can be used as means of love divination by a young girl. If on Midsummer Eve she wraps a rose carefully away in a piece of clean white paper, and keeps it until Christmas Day, and it is then found to be still intact, she can wear it in her buttonhole, and whichever young man first admires, it will become her husband. Look, 
that is a very, <laughs> I don't know if I'm fully on with that one. So you can see already, we're going to do eight, but you can see already how this is going to either resonate or not resonate. So far, that does not resonate for me. Okay, next one. Mm, which one will I choose? Crickets. Crickets are said to be the harbingers of good luck and to kill one will bring misfortune. As it often seeks the warmth of the house, if one of these insects is seen leaving a building, it is a sign that sickness or death will occur there shortly. Any white cricket seen indoors is an omen of death. A white cricket, okay. The American Indians do not share this appreciation of the cricket, though for they believe it is possible to obtain a fine singing voice by drinking a liquid made of a quantity of these insects crushed and boiled. Okay. That one's not for me either. Alright. Where are we going to land? Waiters. Waiters as a rule have a belief that it is an ill omen if a customer sits on a seat other than the one they have indicated. Strangely too, they believe that it is unlucky to get a good tip early in the day as this bodes badly for the rest of their shift. They also have a particular apprehension of one-armed customers. Well, that doesn't seem fair. <laughs> I wonder if that's something related to wartime, probably. Okay, I'm going to go to another one. Bramble bush. This bush is believed to be particularly effective in the cure of numerous ailments, including blackheads, boils, rheumatism, and whooping cough. The sufferer has to be passed under a natural arch formed by the brambles for the cure to be affected. Ah, oh, interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Age. Although women are not aware of the fact, the widespread practice of concealing one's real age, usually for reasons of vanity, may well have its origins in superstition. In many country districts of Britain in particular, it is said to be unlucky to just to disclose your age, an idea that apparently arose from the ancient prejudice against numbering things, lest by doing so they became indefiable but to evil spirits. There is, though, according to an English superstition, an infallible way of getting at the truth. First you must obtain a hair from the lady's head and tie it to a small gold ring. Then hang this inside a glass tumbler and wait for it to begin os os oscillating. According to the belief, the ring will strike the sides as many times as the woman's age. Oh, fascinating. I'll have to try that and see if it even works. Okay, what next? How many do we have left to go? Two or three? Oysters. Along the eastern seaboard of America... It is believed that you will always be lucky if you carry a piece of oyster shell in your pocket or handbag. And anyone who eats oysters on St. James's Day, August 5th, will never go hungry, according to a British superstition. A few of these I see are rooted in Britain. Fascinating. Palm. If you get an irritation in the palm of your right hand, you can look forward to receiving some money, while if it happens to the left then you will lose some, according to an almost universal superstition. The one place which is the exception to this rule is America, where the reverse is said to be the case. Hmm. 
I've heard of the itchy palm superstition. That's a very common one. Not loving all of these. False death. There is a European superstition, perhaps most strongly held in Germany, that if a person is quite unintentionally reported to be dead when he is not, then he will gain an extra 10 years of life. Huh. Okay. And I think this is the last one. Comb. A comb which has been used by a dead person should never be used by anyone else or it will invite death, according to Hungarian tradition. In Britain, a mother is advised never to comb a baby's hair until it has finished teething, or else for every tooth of the comb that falls out, so will one of the child's teeth be lost before its due time. Bizarre. Where did these begin? I mean, who is the first person to speak this? Like, it has to start from someone. And then, of course, word of mouth, it gets handed around and around and around. How fascinating would it be? If we knew where these stories started and why. <laughs> you can see why when I read through it, it just cracked me up. I just think there's so much that's rooted in Britain and in um, death and misery and the negative. Like <laughs> I honestly read it and had a good laugh. But yeah, I found it quite interesting nonetheless. So there you go. That was a bit random and not off topic, but totally random let's admit it it was random if you have pains or blocks in your life and nothing is shifting if you want to connect with your higher self and the universe with more ease and flow then wendy buckingham is the lady to see wendy sees energies of all kinds she connects to the angels and guides of love and light to help to clear away karma with your permission of course so that you feel more like you. Wendy works in person and internationally via Zoom, hands-free, all higher dimension energy work. So contact Wendy Buckingham on Facebook. For this week's stories on spirit, I am going to just share something that happened the other day to me. So I'd been, I had done a read in the morning a reading and then I went out to clear my energy field so I went for a beautiful long walk on the beach and then I came back home and next to my desk where I do a lot of my work from my readings on the floor were three beautiful little white feathers now I do not have any feathers in my home I do not have any animals that bring feathery things inside it was just like they were perfectly placed there I have to be honest and no one was even at home so for me when I see feathers that is a sign of the angelic realm and the visitation of the beautiful angelic beings I wanted to share that one with you because I know that some of you out there have got your own beautiful stories on the visitations of loved ones and spirit I'd love to hear these stories and share them on here. So send them through. Send them all through. I want to share them on here. I'd love to. Even we could talk live sometime. Spring Willow is this beautiful, magical sanctuary space that I visit every time I'm on the northern beaches of Sydney. It's located at Balgala 
where individual treatments are offered to cater for many needs a person might have. Larissa, who I've known for over 25 years now, amazing, beautiful human being, draws from many modalities, including shiatsu, energy healing, crystal balls, and sound therapy to provide a supportive session that allows your body's natural healing and balancing abilities to restore a sense of well-being. Also offered a crystal alchemy bowl sessions in a group setting or one-on-one to amplify and magnify positive change. Larissa makes the most incredible ceremonial tools, which I personally use for my energy work and space and land clearing and ceremony. You can find out all about what Larissa's offering at Spring Willow Healing on Insta. We've come to that time, folks, where we're at the end of the episode. And it's been such a joy, as always, to share in this with you. For all of the listeners, know that I am so grateful for you guys tuning in. And of course, to our sponsors who all help this to become possible. So much love and so much gratitude. And until next time. <laughs>